0: It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Today, we have a very special guest. Please welcome Dr. Karen Gedney. Dr. Gedney is an internal medicine specialist who spent 30 years behind bars as a prison physician. She was designated as one of the best in the business by American Correctional Association and won a Heroes for Humanity Award for her work in HIV in the correctional system. She left the prison in 2016 and has chosen to use her time as an author speaker, and mentor to advocate for prison reform. She is the author of the book, 30 Years Behind Bars. She currently is the medical director for Ridge House in Reno, which offers transitional housing and wraparound medical and psychological services for individuals involved in the criminal justice system. Dr. Gedney, it is so amazing to have you with us today again for part two.
1: And I am so happy to be here, Patricia, to go off in a different direction this time.
0: Yes, which meant a different song. So without further ado, let's go dive right into the song. So... Karen, what is the song that best resonated with the story you're going to tell us today? Can I
1: get a drum roll, please? And that song is I Want to Dance by Whitney Houston.
0: Yes, such a great song. Such a great song. And uh, that was actually came out in... Actually, it was May 2nd of 1987. And, uh, you know, just really an incredible song. It won Best Female Pop Performance. So Best Female Pop Performance. And um, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Uh, Also uh, was written by George Merrill and Shannon Rubicam. Now, they were in the group Boy Meets Girl and they also had written uh, Whitney's other huge hit Uh, How Will I Know so you picked uh, such a great song from 1987 I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston
1: yeah I have to tell you it's a a great song but when I looked at the date 1987 that was the day I married my husband (gasps) It was May, actually 21,
0: 1987. Wow. Oh my gosh. Next week would be an anniversary. Correct. Wow. Isn't that incredible?
1: Yeah. And also, 1987 was the day I started in July in my career in prison and found my calling, you know. So to go from that, 87 was a big year.
0: It certainly was. Tell us your story, because I know you've got quite um, some powerful transition stories uh, to share with us today.
1: Yeah, the transition stories I want to talk about today are career transition, because I went from 30 years in the prison to an entirely different mode, which is the author, speaker, mentor, prison reform activist, which is very different, and... Also, I want to talk about the transition going from a husband of 33 years Mm -hmm. to um, no husband. And the transition of going from being able to do anything Mm -hmm. physically to Mm -hmm. getting older, because now I'm a 64, and that's uh, problematic (laughs) in lots of areas.
0: Yes, yes. Well, uh, first, I need to just mention that I am so sorry for your loss. And I personally uh, got the opportunity to meet Clifton and he was an exceptional man and will always be remembered. And I'm so grateful that I had that. Uh, I wore the pendant last time. Um, I didn't wear it today because I got a high neck on, uh, neckline on, but it was such a beautiful pendant that he made uh, that I will forever hold on to. Guys were, you know, are an exceptional And we're an exceptional couple.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because I know you're very fond of strengths. And I realize when I look back, uh, I have these um, traits of learning, um, action, and achievement. And I have to share with you, like when anyone has a transition in terms of um, the death of a spouse, everybody handles it differently. and I'll share with you that I was in shock, but literally when they took away the body because he died suddenly from a heart attack in the house, I went into an action mode. I mean just like an unbelievable action mode. So for really 48 hours, I did nothing but clean every single thing of his out of the house. Which is sort of crazy, you know, but that's how I coped. And then my sister and my uh, college friend who's up in Lake Tahoe, who used to be my ex college roommate, both of them knew sort of I'm oriented to, I, I need to do something, I, I need action. And my uh, friend, Nancy, who lives in Tahoe, she said, Hey, Karen, I'm not taking no for an answer. And you, uh, I'm, you are going with me and Barbara, which was my other ex-college roommate. We've got this vacation out in Montana where we're going to downhill ski and cross country and snowshoe, and you're coming with us and it's next week. So just
0: wow. don't
1: mind, just you're coming with us. And so I spent a week in Montana with, you know, two people I knew from college where, I'm snowshoeing and cross country skiing and I don't do downhill anymore because 50 years of hardcore skiing was a bit, that's yes. too much for me, but it was do, to do action is, um, how I cope with life. Yeah. And, uh, and it was funny, my sister, when she came out, we had the action of going through all sorts of paperwork and, you know, getting everything figured out, which is like a nightmare it when is. someone yeah. dies unexpectedly. Yeah. And I will tell your viewers <laughs> that, uh, you know, all couples should absolutely have that major game plan in place if one uh, dies in terms of not only a will. my My husband had this will-like I leave everything to my wife and a story. Well, that, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> that's not really helpful because I didn't, I did not know all sorts of things. This is just an example for your audience. As an example, uh, my husband was retired military. It never occurred to me that as the spouse of a retired military person, I might get something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't occur to me. Right. right? And, and then, I was talking with someone and who was in the military and goes, Karen, you know that you should try to access that. I mean, he was uh, service-connected. He got shot through the chest and lost a lung and had heart damage wow. and all this stuff, and uh, you should see. So I ended up investigating that, and sure enough, I got, basically, I got 1300 a month tax-free now for the rest of my life as a military spouse, which I would have never known. Incredible. Never right Incredible. so i mean there's a lot of things that uh, i think when people go through any loss you don't know what you don't even know that's the thing so you have to sort of reach out to people who have had similar experiences
0: yes yes and actually i that's i've been personally doing that with my mom
1: because i very much am an ex-prison doctor and i want to help my inmate population I had the opportunity about oh, seven months after my husband passed to give the opportunity to have one of my ex-felons actually live with me wow. as my roommate. And, uh, and so now in October, it'll be two years. That he's it, lived with you. It's, um, wow. And it's, you know, a, a very interesting thing because you think about transitions in life, right? Yes and you have a transition of basically a, a 60-ish year old female going through the transition of no career anymore basically and no husband to uh, someone who spent uh, 20 years in prison yeah. and now has to transition back into the outside world right
0: yes yes and i understand you had met him early on in your prison you know time working there yes, you guys yeah, have had a long as a yeah mm-hmm. And had a long, yes, yes, as the prison doctor.
1: I I knew his character and his work history and and a tremendous amount of things. But to watch anyone in transition to go from a significant transition. And I will say one of the things in prison reform, which is uh, very important to me, is that most people don't understand or even can conceptualize what it'd be like to spend decades inside a prison Mm -hmm. where everything's controlled, everything, and everything is also at risk every single day. And then where life in the world and technology is passing you by, and then after decades, you step out again, and you don't have a support system. I mean, that's really devastating for people.
0: Yes, I can't I mean I have a hard enough time, you know, when I switch from my iPhone 8 to the iPhone 10 or you know whatever it is. <laughs> I have to have my kids, you know, help me help me with that. I can't imagine spending 20 plus years and not having access to all of those things and then coming out and it's just like you don't even think about just the the what we would consider as minor transitions are really major transitions.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I mean to go in the system before there was basically uh, the iPhone to begin with, any phone, yeah. cellular phone to begin right. with, and then yeah. you come out and you're like, "Where's the phone booth? Yeah, where's the phone book? <laughs> right,
0: where's my pager? <laughs> That's right, yeah,
1: that, that sort of thing." Wow,
0: yeah. incredible! And how I mean, what a gift for him to be there with you, and during his transition time, and then also for you during your your continued. Grieving process and transition as well.
1: Right. Yeah, and yeah, so it's a, it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a two way transition street. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Tell us about you know I was fortunate enough to see a picture of yeah. you that you had sent me, and you know when I said hey you know how are you doing what have you been up to and then you sent me uh, that the this incredible picture of a bikini competition and I will tell you the 80s song that came into my mind as soon as I saw the picture, was Legs by ZZ Top. Um, <laughs> so yeah. tell us about how you got involved in that. What was the process like? And then how it really helped you through this time?
1: Well, so it's, it's a combination of things. Imagine, here I am, a prison doc. One of the reasons, Patricia, that I love to travel to different countries is they are not as weirded out as the United States. You know, I can go to England and not be embarrassed that my teeth aren't perfectly straight and white and everything else. I could feel okay in England.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting, the different perspectives and and other countries on aging too. That, yeah, that's, you bring up such great points. Now, I know you stepped out of your comfort zone when you did the bikini contest and you were talking about uh, anti-aging and the amazing uh, certification that you went through. But uh, to circle back to the bikini contest and like how did and I do because you... <laughs> it's out of your comfort zone so I can see how you went back to medicine again. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So give so, so us the, give us the details on that. Speak to us a little bit about how this also helped during your time of grieving. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, uh, I think the the biggest thing, you know, when someone goes through a transition in grief, you can't look back. Mm-hmm. You have to look forward. And also you have to, I I really think in my mind, you have to keep growing. Otherwise you stagnate and you decay. And so that's why I think it's very, very important that, especially when people Retire from or, you know, leave a a career that has been unbelievably demanding. Many people are like, whoo, I just want to get out and play some golf and travel and that's it. And I think that is a mistake. And I really think that people. And because there's so many baby boomers, you know, the baby boomer generation does not want to grow old or irrelevant. It's that's that's in that probably the first generation that has that opportunity to live a lot longer and uh, yes. not just roll over. And it has a lot of weight and power. But I really think you see this shift toward okay, I'm going to rewire, and uh, refire, mm. and and do mm. something else. And I had this experience where one of the other things I did was I saw this great TED Talk on something called the Modern Elder Academy by Chip Conley. And Chip Conley, unique guy who was a a major hotel boutique guy down in San Francisco, and then a TED speaker, and he developed uh, this academy down in Baja, California. And it was just sort of starting And when I heard about it and read about it, you had to apply to go. And I thought, well, this will be just interesting. I just want to see. And I went And That was a very transformative week for me because I'm involved. I was involved with other people who were going through transition and Mm -hmm. also were of a certain age, you know, group, the sort of 50 to early, like 50 to 70 year old age group. And And to realize you're not the only one who's going through, like, what what exactly is going on, and what am I doing? And and I and I think that people who are, you know, deciding what exactly to do, to me, it makes the most sense to try different things and see what see what resonates. You know, that's why when I left my career, it's like, okay, what do I really want to do? I still don't exactly know, Patricia, but but that's okay too because you know, I was laser focused for so many years. Now I have what I would consider a rainbow effect. Well, I'll do a little this, do a little that, do this, that, you know, instead of, you know, trying to get out of that box where you have to be really good in one thing and incredibly intense. So now I'm more spread out in terms of what I'm doing. Right. And even when I do my speaking gigs, a lot of it's on prison reform, Mm -hmm. but... I like to also talk about transforming trauma mm-hmm. or how to deal with difficult people because in the prison that was <laughs> that was yes. a unique thing yes, and uh, and I've been speaking on abolishing the death penalty in Nevada, where unfortunately right now in the legislature it looks like it's not going to pass, but to like become politically active where. I mean, I stayed away from politics as far as any human possible, you know, in the prison. And now I'm getting a different type of step as well. The other thing I'm doing, which actually I'm doing tomorrow, is uh, I'm a now a tour guide for the historical prison system. Wow. Yeah. So there's there's a prison. There are three prisons in my area and one prison was built in 1862 before Nevada was a state. So that place is old. Wow. really old it all out of stone and quarry and it ran and i took care of people there as well but it ran till 2012 and was decommissioned because it was just too much infrastructure to hold up it was so old and it, and they wanted to have a new prison but anyway it is a wild historical place the first prison in the united states where the gas chamber was used mm. as well you know they they have a lot of firsts at that weird place yeah and uh, Movies have been made there, like The Last Innocent Man with Tom Selleck. Two years ago, Mustang, which was Redford's thing, made at that place. So I've been so I've helped out on movies now, which is which is sort of unique. Yes. as like a security guard for the prison, you know, because so people uh, don't get lost there. Right. And um, but it's it's sort of fun to have a little volunteer job, but also where I can sort of promote my book but also then teach not only the history, but sort of nudge people to become more aware of some of the things that I think they need to be aware of.
0: Right. and uh, right? History... In terms
1: of prison reform. Right.
0: Exactly. Where we where we were, where we are now and where we should be. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: And that's the other interesting thing about uh, transitioning. You never, if you keep yourself open, you just don't know. I mean, if someone would say, hey, you're going to be a a guide, a tour guide someday, I'm like, what are you out of your mind? <laughs> yes. But, uh, but to me, it's like a teaching opportunity mm-hmm. and it's also active because you got to walk, you know, all around Absolutely. and I do it, do it for a few hours on a, on a couple of, you know, here and there. And it's, it's sort of fun.
0: Just diving a little bit into strengths and then we're going to talk about action items. Oh, and then we also need to talk a little bit about the song and how it resonates. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: There's, there's, there's all sorts of, Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, so let's, cool and idea. I know 87 was a particularly, especially right. the 21st uh, was a, was a significant date. Yeah. So let's go to strengths. Then we'll go okay. to resonating of the of of the song. So, and we're only going to touch on it briefly uh, this week because we did a deep dive uh, with Dr. Gedney a couple weeks ago. And um, so, what I would say right now uh, for the strengths that I see based on the story of transitions throughout her life that she shared would be, and this is through the VIA strengths and it's a completely free assessment you can take online. It's the VIA strengths assessment. And these are uh, strengths, there's 24 of them and it's unique to your core. So it's how you show up in the world. That's what the VIA strengths are. There's 24 of them. All right, so looking at um, Dr. Gedney's strengths, I'm gonna pick three that really stand out. One is love of learning. Which we didn't really touch on as much last time. Um, You know, she was here, but love of learning definitely shows through. And then I would also say curiosity would be follow right along the lines uh, with love of learning and with, you know, Dr. Gedney's strengths, because curiosity, she's curious about a lot of things and she referenced the rainbow. So many things of interest that she has that are all really true, you know, to who she is. She wants to dial in. And really focus on uh, the many different interests that she has. And so curiosity would definitely be one of the top uh, strengths. And then we go right back again to bravery, because I know I brought that up last time, but you see it then. I mean, to go from, you have to look at, you know, being up on stage and Putting yourself out there with your physical self, Um, having been in fitness DVDs and done some fitness modeling gigs, I understand what that can feel like. It's very vulnerable. It takes a lot of bravery. Any feedback on that?
1: Yeah, well, that's it's incredible because you know the last time we had we had a sort of different sort of strengths, but I want to tell you that absolutely curiosity for me, but the big thing was that. When people ask me, how in the world did you survive 30 years in prison? It was very much for me the curiosity piece instead of the judgmental piece regarding the inmate population. So if I was taking care of someone that most people in the outside world would despise, whether it's a serial killer or a pedophile, my first instinct was not, ooh, it was, how did that occur? it was curiosity so curiosity saved me far more in the prison when i saw people that had the judgmental gene yeah one they didn't last or two if they did last in the prison they were very problematic mm-hmm. and created more problems you know as custody officers or staff mm-hmm. and uh, and i i will share that the 3 c's that kept me I don't know. Even Keel in the prison were uh, curiosity, compassion, and collaboration. Yes, those were those were the three for me that enabled me to do that.
0: And I also feel like in life and in, in the world that we're in right now, those three are crucial.
1: Yeah, and and, and I really, really think that uh, when especially you see the divide in the United States right now from the political mm-hmm. divide if we were instead of saying ooh this political how could they believe this it's to me it's more important to say well why what created you to think like that because everyone is a product of their nature and their nurture and their experiences so uh, and i really find it it does not work to judge people so harshly because you're judging them based on your experiences and i think this is also when we're talking about racial and social injustices now, that people are starting to realize, okay, wait a second, there is injustice in just putting someone in a pigeonhole that they're a horrible, worthless human being. hmm
0: Yeah. And I, remember, I imagine also, you know, given that transitions is our theme, I can see how tra- even in all of those transitions, how those three C's would be important. I would change compassion to self-compassion during transitions. So, you know, like curiosity, kind of dialing into things in life um, that you're curious about, which for you was the bikini contest, as well as other interests that you had um, that you dialed into self-compassion, you know, being okay with yourself during those transitions and know that it's a journey, you know, there's, there's no beginning or end to a transition, especially the grieving process. It's, it is, it is a journey and self-compassion. And then, like you said, collaboration. I feel that even in those moments, reaching out, no matter having that connection to others uh, during those times of transition, like your friends knew you best, right? Right. Right. And uh, they reached out and, um, and you collaborated to have, make a lot of things happen during that time.
1: Yes. Yep. That's it. It's the three C's. Uh, how did the song resonate? Yeah, the song. The song. Yes, well, we gotta go back to the song. Yeah, let's let's go back to the song. So, so here's the thing about um, the song. In any song, well, when I look back at uh, music, you know, there's a lot of people who just love listening to music, and I didn't have all that, uh, what should I say? I didn't have all those opportunities to really listen to music that much because I was studying all the time and I can't study with music. So when I would get a break, I always would sort of go off to a place where I could dance because of the action. You see what I mean? your action. And and then to dance to like I want to dance. I mean, this is this is how I won let off steam, but also had uh like reconnected with myself and also I want to dance with someone I love, you know, even if it's just for a night. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and yes. um so in with Cliff and I, we met and in a like a bar in a Mexican place and we danced. And I knew from dancing with him that he loved to dance,
0: wow. which
1: was, you know, a lot of guys. I mean, a lot of guys are not self confident and they drink before they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And Cliff, he felt comfortable in every instance. And um, and so when we danced, it was like, okay, this guy is great. And when uh, we left, I mean, when we were, he walked me to my car. He was mm-hmm. so he was one of the few guys i ever said hey would you like to come over to dinner right 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 and um and i was a chief resident that means i was like never any day off except in that weekend i had a sunday off which was unbelievably rare and i invited him over made him dinner you know the, made him a cake a german cake sortfield kirschtorte and i fed him and he never left me <laughs>
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, so That's beautiful. And, and, right. You'd have to imagine that I never, ever thought about marrying. Never. I mean, it was it wasn't on my radar at right. all. Zero. Like there's a lot of women. Oh, I want to get married. I want a wedding. I want kids. Zero for me. Yes. And uh, and during that dinner, because Clifton uh, became vulnerable with me. Um, and I don't know, it was just like I just knew like, this is the guy I'm going to marry. Right. And I had never thought about marrying ever. And and then of course it happened. And I've only had two things like that in life. One, when I was younger and I made the decision, I want to be a doctor and it was boom. Yes. And then the other decision, I'm going to marry this guy and boom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah and, you just knew.
1: Right. I just did. knew.
0: Yeah. Yes. Ah, oh, such a beautiful story of romance and and, and just knowing and going and getting it, right? And it was mutual, clearly. Right, um, <laughs> yes,
1: yes, it, it was, it was. And, clearly. Uh, and, and also to have someone who understands you, who doesn't limit you, you mm. know, right, and who actually supports you. And, uh, and you know, I've told you, I, I dragged my poor husband into the prison. <laughs> yes, yes. And, uh, and then we also mentored kids together who that's had a right. parent in prison who, and that was an extraordinary experience because we never had children.
0: Yeah. And you guys were very tight with them. I remember.
1: Yes. Yeah. Very tight. Yeah. And there was yeah.
0: a girl and a boy, correct?
1: Yeah. There were five all together, but the two youngest are the girl and the boy. Yeah. 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 Julissa and Dante.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. You keep in touch with them now?
1: Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, you know, the girl's 17, the boy is going to be 14. And, you know, they really took cliffs death hard. I bet. And so, you know, I see them about every week and you know, teach them or drag them around. And and you know, they and they've also very much bonded with my roommate, oh, sort that's of his, wonderful. Yeah, which is really good too.
0: Uh, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, for
1: everybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Wow. So in thinking about an action item for our audience, you gave us so much great information about, you know, transitions and, and many different uh, ways of transitions. What would you what action item would you have for our audience?
1: For me, I, th- I think we should really go back to the curiosity. Mm hmm the compassion mm-hmm. for what, not only oneself, but for others, and then to collaborate with others in the transition. Mm-hmm. And I think that whole business about instead of fearing or like judging oneself, like, oh no, now this, and I'm going to not be here or there, is to become curious about everything in anything, because uh, it's to me like the exploration time in one's life in that transition. And that, and to definitely be compassionate about yourself that you don't have to figure it out right away. Right. And then to collaborate with others is to just see, hey, what, what have they done? Right. And and what's worked for them? Yes. And, and, you know, like when I went to the Modern Elder Academy, that was sort of like an interesting collaborating experience and also in a beautiful place.
0: Well, yeah, beautiful place. and. Speaking of collaboration, I feel, especially with women, how much we can do together and how much we can support each other. I've touched on this before in other podcasts, but, you know, from a society, this, this would be a whole other podcast, but society often puts women against each other, right? And, and, and competing against each other. And it's amazing how we can create this shift from a societal standpoint by supporting one another and collaborating with each other. And, you know, helping lift each other up. And I feel that that is definitely, you know, keeping your finger on the pulse of society and of uh, women, uh, our female community is important.
1: And Patricia, I probably had to learn that lesson more than anyone because I spent my 30 years in a male hierarchy, which was very militaristic. And I was only, only taking care of male patients. so. I really did not interact with with females except my sister mm-hmm. and you know my friend up in Tahoe intermittently, but otherwise I had actually zero, zero yeah. female interaction. And so when I retired, actually it was my husband who met some woman who had a tribe of women to empower each other. He introduced me to Renee. Wow. In Right? Yes. The one. Wow. And and then in that group, I met now my one of my best friends, Pam Peck, who yeah. uh like I was never used to being supported in any way. It was very bizarre for me, right? Yes. Yeah. And I got to show you this because I was like she was. She knew I was always sort of self-critical of myself. Yeah. <laughs> and she sent me this. I don't know if you can see it.
0: Oh, I it's, can. It,
1: this oh, big thing, which it says Karen on the oh,
0: bottom. It says Karen what? on the bottom. And it has all these, and it's all the, I am
1: like, like I am beautiful, fabulous. Oh, fearless. Yes. <laughs> to make up. yes. And that's a perfect so I never experienced that before.
0: And that's a perfect example of how, yeah. you know, women can support each other and be there for each other. And, um, and I, I love, I love the action item audience, you know, Let's, um, you know, let's look at the three C's in our own lives, no matter. I mean, I think a lot of us are going through transition right now, um, whether you're in your same job or whether yeah. you're getting, you know, we're all transitioning into, you know, uh, into more, I hate to say normal, but it's like, quote, quote, let's put it in quotes, quote, normal, the new normal. And, um, and then looking at compassion and, and I think being aware and respectful of how everybody has their process and transitions and practicing it on yourself, but then practicing it for others, I think, during this time, in particular in our COVID journey is important. And then finally, collaboration. Let's, as as a group, as females, which is the most of my audience, I would love everybody to see how you can support somebody this week, see how you can um, connect with, one of your favorite females this week and, and, um, support them.
1: Yeah. And before you go, I'll, I want to just share this one thing. Um, sure. there's, so because of this whole women in like helping each other, which I was absolutely not used to, uh, about two months ago, this woman, uh, Pat Lynch, she's like the CEO and founder of women's radio. And she uh, heard me speak at this nonpartisan political group, and on uh, the death penalty and holistic prison reform. But then she reached out to me and she said, "Hey, Karen, I am really into prison reform and education reform, and I can see you as the speaker for this entire country in this and that and everything." And she's seventy-seven. She is like like got energy of like like a hundred Energizer bunnies. And she's like, okay, now you need to do this. And I'm going to introduce you to that person and this person and that person. I'm like, but I would have never expected that. Right. I mean, it was, it was, it was wild for me.
0: Yes. And I love when people can see, you can see in each other that we can't see in ourselves sometimes. So it's almost like a mirror, you know, and, and, uh, being able to reflect and, you know, see something in yourself that you didn't see before. And I love how women, you know, when they point those things out to each other, it's pretty uh impactful.
1: Yeah. And it was, like I said, especially for me who I didn't have that, I mean, at all, uh, especially not in career or anything right. like that. It was like a yeah. zero.
0: Yeah. So cool. Well, you know, um we, d- we did talk about 80s trends last time and in the 80s, you're mostly in scrubs um, in your doctor attire. <laughs> but um, what I will say is, um, you know, it's been such a pleasure to have you uh, for part two. Uh, we have learned so much from you. And I definitely feel That everyone needs to purchase 30 years behind bars.
1: Yes, 30 years. And also to inspire uh, the women listening that if they have a story to tell, but especially a story to tell that can increase awareness and inform on areas you really would like to see improve, whatever they may be, then they should definitely write that book. Because yes. even if it doesn't really go anywhere, it's it's a very good psychotherapy session. I must 100%. say, one hundred
0: percent writing and journaling. And I actually I've been doing that myself. Is a little bit of well, I've been calling it what do you uh, brain dumping? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, which I've needed to do because I got a lot on my mind these days. And uh, so uh, brain dumping has been my <laughs> has been my best friend.
1: <laughs> yes, I think it's important.
0: Yes, it is. So yes, beautiful inspiration. And everyone go out and get Dr. Gedney's book. And until next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80 song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you. And we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.